We are back. We are back. Alan, it feels really good to be back. This is probably our sh- our quickest turnaround ever for a podcast. Our podcast, yeah. You're right. How long has it been? It's been like, I don't know, like 20 hours. Are we technically counting the amazing NHBT podcast as part of our pod? I think we are. I think I, think I count it as how many times we get into, quote unquote, the booth mm-hmm. and, you know, fire up the machine that is this pod. Unstoppable force. In the words of John Dorsey, the sleeping giant. I bet we're awake, though. We're the awake giant. Like, and our listeners, after listening to us, are really awake. Are really awake. Really awake. You know, Daniel. Yeah. Who loves good vibes. Who loves good vibes. Who loves being awake in energy. Who? You mean, could you? Could 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 I just gave it away. We had the distinct honor, the privilege, in one of his first interviews. Yeah. Maybe. I haven't seen much. Let's give ourselves the credit. Yeah. It's definitely one of, like, like... Probably top 100. Top like, 100. Yeah. Yeah. That's one People of them. People check with him. Yeah. Browns, Hard Knocks star, Crystal legend, Devin Kajus. Everyone, we had an absolute blast recording it. Please enjoy it. I think you will. Yep. See you guys on the other side of the interview. We now want to welcome to the pod, former Stanford Cardinal, self-proclaimed goofball, the legend, most importantly, a former Cleveland Browns, the hard knock star, Devin Kajus. Devin, welcome to the pod. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate being on. How are both of you? We're, we're really doing good. well. Yeah, doing well. Thank you for asking. No one, I don't know if anyone's asked before. Yeah, you Has might, anyone asked? You might be the first one to ask. I appreciate that. Podcasters are people too. <laughs> well, the weather here, it's a beautiful 80 degree day. Uh, first day like this. What's it like out in LA? I think it's about 70 right now. It's actually nice. It's finally starting to get somewhat consistent. It's been raining quite a bit, I'd say. But congrats on the first warm day. I'm happy to be a part of that first day. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so you're out in LA now. Um, you want to tell yes. the fans, the listeners, um, what you're up to. Everyone wants to know how Devin's doing. Wow. Well, again, thank all of you. Like, really, uh, the love and support that I've received from Cleveland is—I just—I haven't received that. Like, I, it's more than family. Everywhere I've gone after that show, and everyone checking up on my shoulder, and just seeing how everything was going. Like, I just want to again thank all of you for that support because it truly it is amazing you know it really is amazing so thank all of you um what I'm up to right now obviously I've left the game some might not know but I have decided to leave the NFL um pursuit is not there anymore my heart's not there anymore found a new passion and that's kind of push out these three points or part of my business which is the physical so being a personal trainer the mental and emotional being a motivational speaker, and then last but not least, the spiritual, um, the energy and the crystal side. And it's all about amplifying yourself and coming out here. That's really helped kind of kick off in the last few months and the last 
floating thing that everyone out in LA is is an actor. So there are a couple <laughs> of shows that might show up where I could be the host of, and ideas are busting. But that might be a little bit ways down the road. However, that's those are the new ventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's awesome. But you know, how how did you choose to get into um, you know amplifying yourself as that as that as that has become your brand? How did you choose to like that that would be what you want to be all about? Honestly, I was just sitting in Cleveland, and I'm trying to, I was just really trying to figure out what is it that crystals are doing, right, for me. And I know what they can do for other people, but, like, for me, because the point of yourself is I'm trying to get people to learn to love themselves. They can, you know, they love thy neighbors, you love thyself, and not even trying to use a religious concept. It's just literally that so many people want to do so much for others, but they're so empty on the inside. And then it might be even the reverse. It's like people are so full of themselves, they want to give none. And both to me are an imbalance Mm -hmm. of love for self. And so when it came to crystals, it's like if you're having a bad day or you're stressing so much, there's a crystal that can boost your mood, give you energy, or calm you down from stress. And all all it is is to remove blockages so you can be the best version or amplified is how I looked at it. So it kind of kicked off there and... Someone said, like, hey, you should design a T-shirt. And so then I came up with the Amplify Yourself T-shirt. And I put a little, like, glyph on the middle of it where within the symbol that, you, I mean, it's so subtle you barely would notice it, but it's, it means to transform. And it's right over your heart, so it's transforming your heart. So, like, trying to figure out all of these ideas on how to amplify the individual so that we can amplify each other, because that's the ultimate goal, in my opinion. Like, there's so much study about you know gratitude and positive thinking and the energy surrounded by that is you know loving each other is really important if you are full you multiply each other you don't divide so like that's a really 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 long kind of idea of where it came from Mm -hmm. so so how how did you really it's very interesting like i would say like what do you think what was your first experience with a crystal that really like connected you to it and, and started your own personal journey it actually was the very first crystal i held on to um so i was out in green bay sorry cleveland I was out in green <laughs> bay, just <laughs> just transitioned to becoming a tight end never played tight end before and four weeks had gone by there's no direction no real coaching i turned into a punching bag because i was a receiver before right so i'm 222 and say for example going against julius peppers who's 300 pounds my very first play, he punched me with one arm in the middle of the chest. I fly back three yards, and it was a power play, which just means like basically bull rush to the left. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going backwards and I'm on the left side of the field, you can imagine what's behind me. A giant 350-pound lineman. <laughs> going right at the star quarterback, right? right <laughs> yes. So I became a ping-pong paddle between a ball between two paddles, 300 pounds and 315, and I blacked out. <laughs> I got hit right in the spine, and I was like, okay. But basically, that was four weeks straight. I was at the lowest point in my life and really felt helpless and no direction. Very, yeah, like extremely low point. I'm sure many people have been here before. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, my mom, she's been into crystals and energy and whatnot. And two things came up. I was Christian at the time. I'm no longer Christian. But however, we started to read the Bible, and I created this relationship with spirit or Holy Spirit or Jesus or whatever source God, uh, all about it. And he told me to put the Bible down or it told me to put the Bible down and keep meditating and trust this. That led to reading the book, The Energy Bus by John Gordon, which is about positive mindset. 
And so the more that I listen to spirit and trust it in something that's around me, I know that sounds crazy, things would begin to happen. Like being told what would happen. If I talk to this person on the team, then this wouldn't let happen. If I talk to this coach, if I ask these questions, if I would meet with these people in the middle of Green Bay, things would start to happen, and they did. And then the bye week came, which was about two weeks after this moment, and I fly home to New York, and my mom takes me into the crystal store called Time for Karma. And I held onto my very first crystal, fluorite, which is about emotional and physical balance. Uh, so think about anybody that's like emotionally unstable going up and down in these roller coasters. They feel all over the place. I'm a scientist on top of it. So hypermasculine sport, and I'm a scientist and some sort of research. And so it's like, I need hard facts. I need data. I don't need mm-hmm. right. this woo-woo stuff as that people call. Right. So I picked up this stone. I connected to it. Immediately had this warming sensation, this calming, like centeredness is the word I would use. And then I put it down. I was like, that wasn't real. Like that was in my mind. And then I picked it back up with my other hand and the same sensation occurred. And I'm like, whoa. So then all of a sudden I ended up touching like all of the fucking crystals, excuse my language, all of the crystals and just had what we call a crystal high where you're like vibrating so high you feel super lightheaded, but not like lightheaded, like woozy, just you're floating. And I was like, okay. In a good way. Yes, in a very good way. And the best part is when I decided to choose crystals at the end, fluoride being one of them, I would read the description and it perfectly married for what I was lacking in life and how the stone would help me heal that or rebalance that. So you can't set that up. You can't make that up. And then I was sold. I was like, okay. And then the rest is history for the last three years. Wow. Uh, One of the highlights I would say of uh, your hard knocks career or when they were focused in on you was after you picked up zincite. You want to talk about, um, <laughs> you like you picked it up and it's like wow my hand's getting light already like I was like let's go like that's awesome <laughs> yeah so Zincai one of my favorite crystals um, I can't actually remember I think it might be in Mexico but I could totally be wrong the origin it comes from a uh, chimney actually a bunch of these chemicals combined with the earth over there these chimneys the way that it forms it's just like it's a beautiful crystal that's only made there and they no longer sell them because they closed the factories down. Mm-hmm. So zincite is probably the strongest stone, in my opinion, for being a manifester or a co-creator. What you want, what you desire, what you're looking for in life, when you work with this stone, it really brings that energy out and puts it out there for things to unfold and happen. And mm-hmm. for me, it works with the root or the base chakra. It's also known as the survival area. So your survival instincts, your root, like what you do naturally. If you were thrown in the wild, what happens? When situations are thrown in your face, what happens? Mm. It kind of works with that. And so your survival, if you can remove the whole survival mentality and go into a thriving mentality, Zincite helps with that. Mm-hmm. So getting that sensation, I'm in survive mode. That's why there was so much heat. To be honest with you, that's what was happening on the show is I'm in survival mode, right? I'm out right. training camp. Fighting for your life. With, fighting for my life, fighting for a job, all of that. So that was really turned on. And it was trying to, immediately I worked with it later because it's what I was what I wanted. I wanted to continue to pursue this crystal idea, like push this idea out. It really rooted up a bunch of situations for me in my future because I wanted to be happy. I didn't want to just play ball in pain. Mm-hmm. My, that was my goal. It wasn't just only play football. 
let me just force my way through it because that's what I've been doing my whole life. And so it was uprooting kind of the survival imbalances that I had on the inside, brought it to my attention. And then, honestly, I started playing better football as the weeks went on. That's great. So uh, I think we're going to shift. I'm a Browns fan, die hard. I got to shift more football heavy a little. But before we move on, we want to tell our listeners to check out dkajuice.com. Um, check out Devin's website. It's awesome. T-shirts are for sale. 20% off. Amplify yourself. Trust oh, the process. Use code. Use code. Use code. Oh, use the code. Amplify. amplify. There it is. Yeah, Daniel. interesting is that that just ended yesterday in terms of oh. all of the limited edition, but there is the original shirt that's up there, so you can still use right. that code. Okay. I'll leave it up there just because you guys mentioned it. Um, so, yeah, I'll totally leave that up there for you guys, or I'll create a new code for you guys. Um, actually, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, what's the code that you guys would like to use? For twenty percent um, off for those that are listening. Um, let's do sock pod. How S O C P O D. You got it, sock pod. All right, legend. We'll edit that right after the show, and there'll be amplify yourself shirts on there. Awesome. And enter that code. Legend. So what's it like? All I'm saying, Devin. Okay, I've been a Browns fan since I'm gonna say '97, even though technically they came back in '99. All I'm saying is before you were there, there was no good vibes. And then you come and everything changes. What was it like? Being, did you see the the changes? What I don't know. Just How was training camp with the Browns? How was your experience? I mean, I don't know about any good, not good vibes just because that was my first time in Cleveland. So I don't know what it was like beforehand other than Yes, your team basically just went one and thirty-three. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, other than that, I'm like, okay, I understand losing vibes, but I don't know how intense it was before. So thank you for trying to give me a bunch of credit for changing the vibe. <laughs> I think I definitely did contribute to it. I also think I might have been a hindrance to it as well, uh, just because it's TV, right? And you're trying to focus on what you're doing, and not everyone's going to like that. And you know, natural human. But, but for but, me. Devin, check this out, though. At the end of the day, they had to do a segment on someone. And I think the fact that it was all on you, I think that was amazing and was truly, like, I think it really uplifted the guys. I mean, I had a lot of positive reactions as well. So I'm not going not gonna to say I didn't. <clears throat> and it was really my favorite part, honestly, um, when it came to just the team, is, yeah, to see how their energy changed. But when people came up to me individually, they would ask me, like, and you're talking about people that, you know, the strongest human beings in the world, the most masculine men in the world, asking me, like, all right, Juice, like, this is what I'm feeling right now. When am I going to get Crystal? Or they're like, is this, the, is this stuff real, Juice? And I'm like, well, tell me. What's going on in your life right now? How do you feel? And they tell me, like, a situation. I feel this, that, and the other. I'm like, perfect. I just happen to have a stone on me this day because I would rotate between crystals every day that worked with what they were feeling. And then I'd have them work, like do a little two minute breathing exercise with the crystal. And then when they opened their eyes, man, and their face, and they would go, whoa. I mean, that was priceless, man. That, that you can't recreate. That you can't just be like, hey, just do some breath work. And like, and you can, but it was the fact that it was with the crystals. And it was, yeah, I just, I get, yeah, just see how my words jumble right now. It's because that, I mean, just the emotion that I saw with these people. Right, I'm it's real. Like the world, it's yeah, raw. It's, yeah, it's very real. It's very real. 
Yeah, so you, you were kind of there as the Browns started turning it around, and you know you saw Baker, he got in there, and now, and now they have Odell. I'm a Giants fan, so that, that was kind of hard for me, but now, now the Browns are, have kind of turned it around where they're not only you know playoff contenders, but like, people are throwing the word Super Bowl out there. What did you? What was that word? There's two words: Super Bowl. I've never. I'm not familiar with yeah. that in Cleveland. Um, so, <laughs> Daniel, let's get a winning season wow, first. Buddy. But <laughs> wow, Alan. wow, wait, what? Winning? <laughs> well, wi- playoffs. You're allowed to have more wins than losses in a season. What? I thought that was just basketball. Nah. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, you were saying so. Crazy. So what, what was it? What was it like, kind of seeing that start? We talked about the vibes. What was it like, kind of like? What things did you see that tipped you off? Like that should we say more like football wise? Football wise, and also like just like the overall environment that maybe because of Baker or maybe you know some, something about that team that kind of came together that you were able to see in in, um, in training camp. I mean the leadership and the grit. I mean, dude, I, I even at times I'm like, dang. HBO put me with my, my ankles and my shoulder, and I'm like, I still felt like I complained too much, <laughs> because the guys that were there, it's like, you had no idea what was going on at half the time, or when things were hurt, their ability to lead, like Jarvis Landry, Christian Kirksey, Miles Garrett, their ability to perform and lead, Tyrod Taylor, you know, those guys set the tone, and then Baker to come in, like, he learned to follow first in order to lead. And yes, he's led, you know, when he was in college. It's like, but now you're in the NFL and you got an eight-year vet in front of you. You got Drew Stanton around, a 12-year vet. Like, And Baker just did a very good job at listening. And I feel like many of us did. And that was the thing is that we all, no matter how hard practice got, no matter how long meetings were, no matter how much crap was thrown at us in a way, we did it together. And we stayed together, which you just don't see, you know, a lot of. And being on two other teams, like, I saw more clicking, you know, little clicks rather than the whole team and camaraderie. And I think that's what makes such a huge difference and what creates championship contention. And and I think you were mentioning, like, the the quarterback room, uh, I think, is kind of a microcosm. Big word, Alan. Uh, Microcosm of... Of the Browns revival, kind of. You finally had a vet, like Tyrod Taylor. Like, in training camp, the Taylor-Mayfield dynamic, so much mutual respect, at least from the outside. That um, that Baker said, Tyrod earned it. He's the vet. Tyrod went out there and worked. And as the season went on, like, and Baker got the gig, Tyrod was quiet. He's like, I'm just coming to work every day, and I'm going to do what's best for the team. And I thought that was very, very special to see. Yeah. It, then that's the type that exactly that's the type of teammates and energy that was there is like if you don't have the job go earn it and when you go and earn it those that got replaced work hard shut up don't complain and just do it do your job do it well sorry bill had to bring you in here <laughs> love that guy love that guy um so, do you have like one funny like it's a long practices can get long do you have like one moment that like is in your mind with the player, a good fun story behind the scenes for the listeners. Dang, been so far out of it and hit my head so many times. I don't even. I kind of like just deleted it all to be honest. Um, <laughs> I mean, think. See, honestly, so when I saw Hard Knock, I saw I watched it like a couple weeks ago. Finally, um, 
I saw they put the what is that the Ore- where I did the Oreo thing or whatever with Seth. Do you remember that? Where I'm yeah, asking yeah, 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 like inside yeah. out Oreo. Honestly, yeah. I didn't know they were recording that because that was way before meetings. And so I thought that was one of the funnier moments afterwards. I was like, wow, dude. Like, we got that, like, it got so serious. And then they recorded it and put it out there. Like, um, if, I, like if they got that, what else did they get, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. They, yeah, like, I'm trying to, let me think. Dang, it's been. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Dang, yeah, man. Like, I just. Again, like, I just kind of keep it out of my brain. Yeah, no, that's probably better Even that so way. So much now, I'm just like, I'm a, again, you just got to let go what doesn't serve you and move forward. And cause my focus has got to be here. However, let me just, dang, I'm trying to think in here. It's going to be the weight room. Is it going to be the meeting room? Here, I like the meeting room would be the best. How about, how about this? Um, so one of the cool moments of Hard Knocks is when you and Darren Fells, when Darren Fells is teaching you, um, working on the block and fundamentals. I was at training yes. camp once last year. He was one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen. Like, like there's some big guys on the team. A Miles Garrett. Um, some some of the D linemen are Ogan Joby's more compact, let's say. But Fels, yeah. what is he? Six six, shredded. Dude, that guy is. I'm pretty sure that dude's uh. Six eight. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, six seven. Yeah, it might be. I'm pretty sure. No, actually, he's like six seven, six seven, and he was two seventy. Oh my god! So when you yeah. when you stand next to him, are you like, oh my god, this dude's huge? It's just nice to have somebody tall next to me, <laughs> right? You know, it's just be like, I don't mind looking up for once. You know, <laughs> back of my head doesn't hurt. Finally, yeah. You know, um, but no, he's a very massive dude, and what I love is how gentle he was as a person too like he really knew how to turn it on and turn it off when he needed to and great leader obviously as you can tell and i look at him as an older brother as well like i still keep in contact with him and i mean just a really good dude like great family love the energy i actually even celebrate christmas celebrate christmas i mean thanksgiving um over at his family's house so it's like wow just really good people love that guy a lot like a lot of family a lot of love by his family him him and his brother too i met his brother um so it's like the fells family i'm all i'm all for them Mm -hmm. just big shout out to the fells shout out to the fells shout out to the fells Yo, we're, that's going to be one of our new things. Shout out to the Fells. Every week. Whenever there's good vibes, just like shout it out shout to the Fells. Honestly, that would work because it's like saying shout out to the fellas. Yeah. Oh, I, I like that. I like it. So no one will know what we're saying, but fellas. but we'll know. <laughs> so it's good. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Hard Knocks is like kind of everything's under the microscope. You know, it's, you know, just from our experience, it's kind of sometimes it was a little stressful for us even doing a podcast where, like, not many people were listening. It's a little stressful. Like, so even like, just those mom and dad. Right, right. I don't even think my sisters gave me a shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we felt the microscope on that a little bit. So, what was it like, you know, on HBO, behind the scenes? Like, are you able to act natural or do you feel, like, the pressure of the camera? The pressure of the camera that you feel is not to talk. When the camera is on you, you talk less. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, you can't focus on it. Like, there are many times where we're like, oh, shit, don't put that on. Don't put that on there. Like, <laughs> if we're mic'd up, we're like, oh, don't put that on there. Please don't put that on there. Yeah. And, like, we'll say that out loud, hopefully. Um, 
and they'll listen. However, it's we're not really focused on it because again, we're fighting for a job. That job right. is your livelihood. You know, there are people with families, houses, all of that fighting for a job. And if you don't, I mean, if you don't compete, if you don't do well, then who gives an F about TV? Like, I'm very fortunate. I chose to left leave the game. Right. Mm-hmm. I still didn't make that team, and that was not what I wanted. And whatever the reason was, doesn't matter. It's like, couldn't let TV get in the way, and I thought I should have made that team. Like, I thought I did the work and could have been at least on Peace Squad and then eventually climbed up there. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, no, TV, it, it, you can't let it affect you. And the things that happened off the screen, it was like, honestly, we just became more quiet. It was when the cameras weren't on and when they went home and stuff, we would do our best and then like, hey, what's up, mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or say what we'd normally say. Right. So, so you've you've played with some great athletes uh, back to back at Stanford. Um, Christian McCaffrey, you played with one of my favorite things, by the way, is that Kevin Hogan was your quarterback at one point. Another Browns legend, Kevin Hogan. Um, yes. Um, so who who is who in your opinion is like one of the best athletes that you've you've played with? Like, was it cool to open up holes for McCaffrey? Like, is he just crazy quick? He is just, I mean, it's even more than his quickness. It's like his IQ of the game, it's so unparalleled, especially at his age. Like, this dude hasn't even hit prime time yet. Mm -hmm. He's 22 now, 23. I think he's 22. Turning 23. When he gets to 28... When your body's at peak masculine level, what the f- do you think this person's going to be like? <laughs> you give this man five years of study at the NFL level, and look at what he's already doing when he was a rookie, and his second year, he went all pro? Are you kidding me? It's crazy. Like, I just, that kid, major kudos to him, and, you know, on, honestly, it was the biggest honor for me, I'd say, to play with him, mm-hmm. and... You know, the only claim to fame that I'll have with him is, you know, my strength coach, when he came in, he would be like, he's got a little kajus in him. And I was like, wow. (laughs) His his freshman year. And I want to, you know, bust all freshmen's chops. I think I was a junior at the time. And so to hear that and then to see, you know, what he's doing now, I mean, I'm like, wow. Now I'm more honored he had a little me and him. I think I had a little me and him myself. Like, I think I had a little Christian. Right. Uh, (laughs) But really, it's, yeah. I would love to see some of like the Stanford like highlight clips. Like I'm sure him going against some of the guys that were trying to walk on. There's probably some crazy clips of things he did to their ankles. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah, pretty absurd. Not gonna lie. So, but he was one of the most legendary, I'd say, uh, athletic wise. And then athletic players overall, a lot of people threw Kaepernick under the bus, man. But that guy. What an athlete. Like, that mm-hmm. dude is 6'4", 6'5", you know, taller than me, runs a 4'4", has a cannon of an arm. Yeah. He has the second fastest throw in NFL history, and it's like, wow. just because his system didn't, thro- like, didn't work out and the system he was in and whatever, people forget that that man went to the Super Bowl. Right. People forget that that man went to those championship games and played extremely well with great coaching. And look what he, he came from, you know, Nevada. Right. Or Nevada, however people say it from over there. We, we go both uh, ways. It's just a, <laughs> so quick, it's like, quick question, okay? I'm yeah. I'm a finance major here. Do you think it's finance or finance? Finance. 
There we go. No question. No question. Right? Thank you. Yeah, that's not even so. That's not even close. That's not. Even, who the heck says finance? I I can. It, too too many people. Every meal I am at. On like, like every like Friday night meal with like friends, they're like, "Oh, what's your major? Finance." And everyone on three is like, "Finance." I'm like, "No, you're crazy." <laughs> you can't say "fu." The first two letters is "fi." Right. Yeah. Literally, it's F and I. It's not F and A. There we go. Love that. Um, so you come back to Cleveland anytime soon? I don't know when I might. Um, there is a wedding that I have to go to out there. Um, I don't know if you remember when I posted that little. Uh, it was like a little contest for the fans, yeah. and I'll go to a game. You know, I'll Devin. See, see I mean, fans. you. Yeah, I trust me. I know every post. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the support. Well, um, his name is Matt, and he's getting married on August third, and he asked me to come out to Cleveland to be in his wedding. So, because he won the contest, I was like, hey, we'll make it happen, figure something out. I'm pretty sure I should be able to do that, so. Nice, sweet. And um, to thank you for coming on, I'd love to take you out to dinner sometime. <laughs> on me, anything you want, you can bring Baker, too. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. I appreciate that big time, Alan. Daniel, yeah. Likewise, thank you both for having oh. me on here. Real thank, pleasure. Thank you so much, thank Devin. You. And best of luck in LA, whatever whatever venture you pursue, whatever opportunities come your way. Thank you, my guy. Yeah, best uh, of luck, man. Great one. Yeah, you too. You too. Wow. That was pretty intense. That was... Yeah, I like the word intense, intense but I've never had more of an intense, relaxed feeling. Right. It's like... Yeah. His voice was so soothing. And did you see how slow he was talking? Yeah. And concise. And, and it, was, it was relaxing. And I think in today's modern world where things move pretty quickly, I think that's a great lesson. There's many great lessons to take away. Yeah. Like, what, what, what's a Brown's lesson to take away? No matter how many times you get knocked down, you, can always, you always got to get back up. No matter how hard the knock. Oh, Nice. Like, like the and show. I forgot. I get the joke. Yeah, I forgot. Nice. I forgot to tell Devin my line. Everyone, hold on. This awful pun is incoming. Yeah, strap in. I wanted to tell him that that we prepared like very well for the interview, and any pun is definitely premeditated because we really worked hard on crystallizing our thoughts. Uh, Bang! Drop the because mic. Because of the crystals, is that why? Yeah, I got it. Thanks. Yes. Dude, we're locked in. We are locked in. We I, got the juice. We got okay. juice. Guys, please tweet at us who the real juice is on the Browns. Jarvis Landry or Devin Kajus. Actually, don't because I mean, the answer's obvious. Because Devin Kajus is not on. If you listen to the interview, he retired from football. He's in LA now. A part of him will always be with A the Browns. A part of him will always be with the Browns. That's true. But, like, if you look at the roster, you're going to have juice. Jarvis, juice, Landry. I guarantee you it doesn't say juice on the roster. Does not. Does not. It's not. But I'm saying like you'll see like Jarvis Landry. Agree to disagree. You wanna look up the roster? You know one thing I think we can agree on? What? Virginia Cavaliers are the national champions. One year after probably the most devastating upset in college basketball history. They cut down the nets in Minneapolis. The Virginia Cavaliers are the twenty nineteen national champions and 
Um, there, is, are, there are only 304,000 hours until next year's college basketball season begins. Okay, TMI. I'm uncomfortable. No, no, it's real. I, I, saw, <laughs> I, know, it, I saw it on Twitter. Everything on Twitter oh, is real. okay, fine. I didn't look it up myself. I didn't like, do the math. <laughs> I was like, okay, time it's, to Even if numbers. you did, it's all good. But now probably 303 hours. 303,000 hours. So okay. we're almost there. We're cutting down. 303,000 hours. Yeah, That's yeah, we're almost there. Um, I am confident that that will be the Cavs' only 29 championship. 2019. 2019. But are there any other Cavaliers? Cleveland. Virginia baseball is pretty good. Um, I was making a Cleveland joke. Oh, a Cleveland joke. Got it. I feel like there hasn't been enough Cleveland on this pod. So, uh... <laughs> on this specific on pod? On this specific pod, yeah. yeah and in general. <laughs> not not a shot. Just a... Just a just pointed it out. As you well know, I can go, go, go. That's true. Is that, a, is that a song? No. That sound like a song. I guarantee. Are we about to write a song? Right here. Right. Right now. Right now. Right here. Right here. Right, right now. now. Did you enjoy watching the game last night? I did. It was a really fun game. Back and forth. At first, it was kind of a. It was very much a slugfest. First half, not that high scoring till the end. Team started hitting shots. Um, you know, Virginia started. You know. Um, in the first half, it was Guy who was hitting a lot of threes. He ended up being most outstanding player of the Final Four. I thought it should have been Drew Romer Hunter, but any, you could have given it to any three of them. Hunter was clutch. Hunter was great. He had 22 points in the second half in OT. Wow, I didn't realize it was that bad. He, had a he, he did nothing points. in the first half. In the second half, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the you most talented player. You think he looks like Doran Shooter? <laughs> a little bit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's our friend from our abroad program where Daniel and I met. Yeah, so that's a good take. Most people won't get that. If you're really interested, let us know. Yeah, yeah. If you really want to like know what we're talking about, like you know, hit us up in the DMs, as as people like to say. I definitely like. I'm not used to saying that. Hit as you can tell, it. how like uncomfortable I felt. Daniel, shoot your shot, man. Shoot your shot with who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just like I saw a really cute reach out to us today. Yeah. Um, one of my friends, Ariane, showed me. Um, a video of a little girl. She's like three years old shooting her shot. It was so cute. She like a little kid is giving a presentation and the girls and, and the girl's asking a question during question time. Yeah, of course. And she's like, You're cute. And he's like and the teacher's <laughs> like, Thank you. <laughs> Good question, but <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a fun game. People thought it would be a bad game because like, you know, Oh, both these teams can't score, which is not true. Virginia has one of the most efficient offenses in the country. They just play a very slow style. And Texas Tech has one of the more explosive players in the country in Jared Culver. Um, they also have Davide Moretti, who was really good last he night. He was eyes. Moretti's really, he's a sophomore. He's come back. Wow. He's going to be really good next year. Um, they also know I really like number zero on Texas Tech, Kyler Edwards. Uh, corner three, or that was Francis? That was Francis. Francis Cap- but, you know, he had the three that like, kind of bounced around at the end. Like, it bounced and found What's his over. name? Kyler Edwards. How many guys deep were they playing last night? Who? Uh, Tech. Tech. Uh, I want to say eight. Okay, Pat Mahomes is ripped. Pat Mahomes is ripped. That was not a known fact. Yeah. I mean, there's okay. someone. He throws the football at football like 60 miles an hour. That guy was here. Oh, and also Tariq Owens. I, I think Tariq Owens being injured did play a role. Because he's their main rim, rim protector. He was good. Everyone's he, talking about Kyler Murray, but what about Tariq Cohen? Like, Tariq Cohen? Two-sport athlete. Tariq Cohen. Oh. This is Tariq. Tariq. Space Owens. Which is very close to Tariq Cohen. I under, I see that now. I didn't think... I want, about, for some reason, I never thought about that. I want to do some more like hardcore analysis of the game. Yeah. I like that. Let's break it down. Keep, keep talking. Okay. You're doing a good job. Thank you. I'm um, enjoying it. That really gets me close to home. You live 20 minutes away from 
Yeah, college. I'm, I'm already close to home. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to the two o nine o two, or the, the, the three o one. <laughs> <laughs> what what is um zip code and area said? code? Uh, Mister three, he's Mister three o five. I'm oh. Mister three o one. If only we had a social media team to do something with that. Yeah, I mean it's us, so we could do whatever we want. Right? Yeah, but um, it's a lot. yeah, I think I think it was a really good game last night. I think there, were, like you know, obviously people are talking about the refs and how the refs bailed out Virginia in every game. That's not true. Um, in the Virginia-Auburn game, you can talk about the double dribble, which we hadn't had a chance to talk about yet. Yes, it was a double dribble. It's a very tough call to make because the refs are not looking for that at the time. And people are like, oh, you can go back and look at it. Well, if you go back and look at it, you'll see that Ty Jerome was already fouled on that play. You can call that. You can always look back at everything in slow motion and make a different decision. Just like what ha- kind of what happened with the Davide Moretti thing last right, night. Right, right. That was that was crazy. crazy. It was crazy. But at the same, at first I was like, no, you kind of you call that off of Virginia because he knocked it out. But then I, when you look at it in slow mo, the ball actually wasn't in Moretti's hands. The ball was out of Moretti's hands, and and Hunter hit it up into his hands. Right, and then it went out. Oh, that was so totally, that was a, it was it was a perfect I, call. By the way, I was all over that live. Like really? everyone's like, "What are you saying?" And I'm like, "I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, like right. that." And and it, it's classic, like um, lower school, middle school, even high school basketball. Like if the, if I'm dribbling, someone knocks it out of my hands. Okay, if it hit me last, it's still my ball. You knocked it out. Like a lot of times. You right. know what I'm saying? When it's so it's, close. It's, the ball, it's when the, it's like a lot of people call it if the ball changes direction. Because the ball didn't change direction. It just kind of went off of it. But it did. But it did. Oh, the ball someone, was out of his hand. Someone roasted me. I'm like, look, the ball's rotation slowed down. And they're like, Alan, it's slow-mo. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> so, but yeah, like that, you, you can always go back and like go through everything with a, a, a fine comb or whatever. Is that the way to say it? With the brush, okay. with the comb. I don't know. Who do you think? Who do you, if you're an NBA GM, um, and who who do you think's the better prospect, Hunter or Culver? Based on last night, I would, I would say Hunter. Hunter looked much not more based on last night. You watch a lot of college ball. I want, I, want. Uh, I still say Hunter just because I think he's slightly more versatile defensively, and also he's got uh, Culver has a bit of a hitch in his shot, which is gonna which is easily fixable. He's a very good player, very good finisher. I think Culver's a better finisher around the rim, but. Um, I would probably take Hunter just based on defensive versatility and and um, a smoother shot. Right. Right now, I mean, who knows how? Uh, like, other, I'm not saying that Hunter's going to be a better pro in general. I'm just saying based on and maybe there's a bit of recency bias. Other but, than PJ Washington going number one, who do you see being the next top three? <laughs> well, I, I see Zion number one, probably. I think PJ Washington can go like. I think Washington will be a better modern. NBA player. I disagree with that. Okay, fine. I don't understand where you're coming. from. You know from. the beauty of it. Time will tell. Time, time will tell. And Will you look me in the eye and shake my hand? I'll look you in the eye and shake your hand. Who's better at basketball, Paul Pierce or Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade. It's clear that it's Dwayne Wade. It's, Paul, it's classic Paul Pierce, though, to go off like that. Like, yeah, people don't remember how I'm really, really good. And like, we're like, yeah, we know you're really good, but you're not Dwayne Wade. You know, you're not you know, Kobe. You know, you know the, the, my like, biggest pet peeve with all this stuff is when people bring in their accomplishments. Like, that was Paul Pierce's exact point, the lack of supporting cast he had. I think, I don't, honestly, I don't remember enough primetime D-Wade. I remember Paul Pierce. I'm not commenting on the situation. My intellect tells me that it is D-Wade not even close. Right. But, um, but... People saying, oh, three championships versus what? That was his whole argument. That was his whole point. Did right. that team only win one championship? Only won one championship, yeah. And, like, 
Yeah, but then you're like, wait, but you weren't with that team for one year. Like that team was together for a couple years, right? Or like three or four. And like, the point is, Paul Pierce was never at the level that Dwayne Wade was. Right. Dwayne Wade was a super duper star. Very easy to play with. Top notch defender. Can get to the rim whenever he wanted. Super athlete. People like, like, no one really took Paul Pierce seriously. But even if someone did, they're not thinking of Dwayne Wade in his prime. They're thinking of Dwayne Wade now, who's still producing. You know, he's. The, I think he's doing uh, himself a lot of favors in getting out now, especially someone who dealt with a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Because you know, he, you know, he's still performing. He's going out. Oh my god! The best clip. Sorry, the best clip is um, Draymond Green and trash talking Paul Pierce. You ever see that? Paul no. Pierce takes a shot at Draymond oh, or I something. Have since, yeah. And Dr- it's old. It's old. Yeah. Draymond's like. You're just upset that there's no farewell tour. You're not <laughs> getting the Kobe treatment. Like, yeah, and Paul dude. Pierce was actually like, probably so upset. You know, and it's just... If, if people have time, if you're near a computer or a phone, or you will be in at some point, which you probably are, you're, you're also you're listening to a podcast on something, um, check out the 2008 Olympic Dwayne Wade highlights. Just, that's all I'll say. It's pretty amazing. Just... The explosion, the first step. He came off the bench for that team. He Dude, was the, he averaged thirty a game. Team USA is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, you know what I don't like how people treat Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Did, what what happened? Did the did the game style change, or did he get older? I think or he got a older. Of both? He, he got older, and he kind of lost his first step a little bit, and he kind of. He could definitely settle. Allen is right now um, doing a jab slow, step. slow jab step. Um, he was really, really good, and people were like, "Oh well, he was like he's the same. He's the same age as LeBron. Why is he? Why is he stopping? You know, why is he not able to? You know, keep playing well? Well, you know, not everyone's LeBron. Actually, no one else is LeBron. Speak, speaking that LeBron Jr. But speaking LeBron, about LeBron Jr. That, is also named LeBron. Um, speaking off of that point, what's what's the word I want? Not um. Piggybacking. Yes, there it is. I always say piggybacking off yeah. of that point. A uh, shout out to our colleague and friend Stephen A. Smith on yeah. securing the bag. $10 million yes. a year from ESPN. He has a great quote. Like people say, oh, LeBron's the American dream. Jay Z's the American dream. He's like, no, I'm the American, I'm the American dream. dream. I literally started off from nothing. I don't have these God given. I think every person in their own right, regardless of. Um, their blessings are on the other end of the things they're, they're the things they struggle with. I think everyone has their ups and their downs and mm-hmm. their situations. Right. But I, I think it's a great point from Stephen A that you don't need unbelievable God given talent in any area. Right. If you really put your mind to something, mm-hmm. you can do it. Exactly. But in speaking of piggybacking on your point, I think we just do piggybacks the rest of the episode. Yeah. Piggybacking on your point. Piggyback ride. Let's yeah, do it. Exactly. Um, that'd be a very tough pod. It'd be very <laughs> tough. Um, so because t- both of us would be on the ground. NCAA champion Ty Jerome. It's cool that you can say it's that. It's cool that you can say that. What yeah. does he look like? Uh, I knew this. No, I I don't know. I don't know. Doran Shooter. No, he doesn't. That's not. Mm. Not everyone looks like him. Mm. Um, he said, "I just feel so bad for Stephen A. Smith. He said he hated watching us, and he had to watch us every single round of the tournament. I feel so bad for him. It must have been so hard for him." So some shots fired there. A lot of people have been going yep. after Virginia style, playing slow, the pack line defense, and you know they're on top now. And I, as a college basketball fan, I like to see it. 
and you know people may be like oh it's not it's not it's not aesthetically pleasing or whatever it's very aesthetically pleasing i like watching guys play defense i like watching texas tech force baseline and not and not let anyone get to the middle said no one ever no a lot of people <laughs> it's it's good to watch good defense and like when a bucket matters it matters it's, it gets scored it matters as opposed to like oh the score is 137 131 and you know whatever yes alan um can you narrate what just happened alan was raising his hand i wouldn't have done it if it was a um camera feed because of the pit stains but you didn't oh, have to say I that didn't you have just to... said it you didn't Newman. Say it. Oh. um but basically i would say we're rookies but we're just not we're not we're vets baby this is season two <laughs> love that um I'm preaching a little bit more. I don't know. Caduce has got me preaching a little. Preach right now. I I think a big issue in the 2019 world, everyone wants a classic, a classic game, a a great game, a something. Yeah, obviously you want that. But I think you're doing yourself a disservice going into the game with that mindset. Instead mm-hmm. of journey, enjoying the journey, the process and the game, the ups and the downs. And like people, people when you're too focused on the end result, it's bad. Like what about... Um, uh, Virginia being up by 10 with 10 minutes left. Like, there's so many... Everyone's like, oh, it's over. This game was all over the place. No, it's not over. Enjoy the ups and downs. See what the result is. Texas Tech was up three with 15 seconds left. You know? What? Yeah. That's crazy. Hunter hit a three to tie. Oh, my God. The fact that Jerome kicked that out was great. Why why did they all collapse? Because he was probably they thought he was gonna shoot. Here's the thing. Yeah, but let him get the layup. Yeah. The thing is, a lot of those games, a lot of last second shots have been drive to the paint, kick out, three either made or fouled on. If you look at all the Auburn games, what was... Auburn, New Mexico State, first round. I had New Mexico State. Right, right. They gotta go to the line. This I was is going crazy. Two of the three, and then they get a shot in the corner by Trevlin Queen. Mm. Um, he didn't look that up, guys. He knows that. Yeah, and I picked New Mexico State to go pretty far. Um, and then he uh, he airballs a th- wide open three in the corner. And then Auburn, fast forward to the Final Four, they foul, tie- they foul Kyle Guy. You can't foul Kyle Guy on a three, and he makes all three. That people don't realize how. That's hard. It's really hard. I, I don't understand how you can have that type of, in a good way, psychological acumen to like. What? Big words, man. Nice. Should I drop hey. another one? Yeah. No, because like, be, because the dichotomy of that. <laughs> nice, nice palindrome. That's not I don't know what that means. Palindrome is like the word like. Yeah, stop um, being so ubiquitous, Daniel. What is ubiquitous? I think like. Whatever. Like, it's guys, an esoteric word. Nice. I don't know what esoteric means. It's very fluvial. Okay. Why <laughs> don't means, we that stop means pertaining, here? That means pertaining to rivers. I think we I should think. stop on just that. Note. Pause it. Just stop the pause. Just, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. let's keep going a little bit. You want to keep going a little? Should we talk yeah. about baseball? I think we talk a little bit baseball, but oh, just a quick recap. Virginia won the championship. Go Cavs. That Allen means Cleveland. Go Blue Jackets. Playoffs tomorrow. Go Tampa Rangers. Um, You're NH- re- NHL draft. Oh, NHL. Here we go. Going to get a good pick. Did you guys trade Rick Nash yet? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we haven't had Rick Nash in a while. We might actually have Rick Nash, though. I have no idea, actually. No. I'm sorry. Anyone ha- has any trivia questions about the 2007-2008 Blue Jackets? I'm your guy. Oh, he retired. What am I saying? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm emotional. Wait. I'm going to text my friend. You're going to text your gonna, friend right now that you just realized? My friend is going to be devastated. Ben Jaffe, I'm coming for you, man. Wait. 
Okay, Ben, we're putting you on the spot. It was over. It was over a year ago, I think. Okay, watch this. I am gonna put Ben Jaffe on the spot. I am going to guess how well I know him, and see what his. I think he's gonna be devastated. I'm writing. Omg, did you know Rick Nash retired? Childhood over. See if you get a quick response. He's a hard-working kid, but... In the, me- in the meantime, know. let's yeah. talk about you know, the beginning of the baseball season. Yeah. My New York Yankees are um, doing pretty well. They blew, on, they blew a late lead against the Astros last night, which I was not pleased about. But we're doing okay. Aaron Judge is getting going. Has three homers in the last three games. Yankees, actually, interesting stat. Um, they scored 18 straight runs against the Orioles only by home, like with only homers. What? 18, they had 18 straight runs that were only caused by homers. That's crazy. Dude, that's... So, yeah. That, that's a lot of homers. Um, that's a lot of runs. But, you know, we're doing okay. We're 5-5. Five and five. We're okay. At least we're not the Red Sox. The Red Sox right now are down 5-2 to two in their ring ceremony Oh, game. one of our friends went to the game. Really? Will Berry. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Flew into Boston. Yeah, so they had a ring ceremony because they, you know, I won the World Series last year. But right now they're 3-8. and eight. The Yankees are five and five. Tampa Bay is eight and three. What a rundown! Seattle is ten and two. They have scored ninety eight runs this year. For a comparison, what? Sake, um, the, the next first the next, place Tigers have scored twenty seven. Yes, the first place um, Detroit Tigers have scored twenty seven. Not for runs. now, because the Indians are about to beat them. By the way, right? So the Indians have scored thirty runs. The Mariners have scored ninety eight. They've given up sixty one, but they have a plus thirty seven differential, giving up, score, giving up sixty one runs. 98 runs scored in 12 games. Let's do a quick little math here. That is eight over eight runs a game, which is pretty crazy. Um, the Dodgers are next highest with 87. I know the Indians have gotten hit with the injury bug. Dude, you have the injury bug? The Yankees have the injury bug. No, I know. I Stanton, know. Severino. No, you Batances, guys have to flow. And Duhar. Yeah. And here. Duhar. Hicks. Gregorius. You keep going. Okay, last year at AAA, Eric Stamets, Indian starting shortstop till Lindor comes back, hit two oh two. Hey, but how is he fielding? He's had three errors this year so far. That's not good. I think, I've witnessed many of them. Well, that's cool. The expected win loss record based on run scored and run allowed. That's a new register thing. fielding. That's, that's, One that's error. And he had one today. Though. This is cool, by the way. Right. If you're on MLB Network, I'm mean, MLB.com standings. They have expected win loss based on window, uh, based on runs allowed and runs scored. This is eight and four. The, so basically, Seattle is outperforming what they. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, they're outperforming by two games. The Yankees are underperforming by two games. They should be seven and three, but they're five and five. They say um, the Dodgers should be eight and three, even though, but they're eight and three. So that's exactly right. So it's actually interesting. I I just think it's interesting. That's just that's all I have to say. Oh, we have to talk about the the fight. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Basically, there's a great picture out there of Yasiel Puig taking on the whole Pirates roster. Not much happened. Chris Archer threw behind. Um, who was it? He it was uh, Dietrich. Derek Dietrich. Because he stared Dietrich, down the home. Because he stared down a bomb. Did he, so he stare it down or someone else? No, he did. So okay. he just stood there watching it. Which yeah, it was I'm okay awesome. with. It was lit. Oh yeah, because he. he Crushed it. So Chris Archer didn't like it. So he threw behind him. Derek Dietrich didn't like that. So he, you know, said some stuff and then everyone cleared and Yasiel Puig would not be stopped. 
and he just kept going at the pirates, and it was amazing. And there's one from like stale from it that's like he seemed like about to throw you a know, punch against like the entire pirates roster, which is cool. You know, they were both suspended, of, by the way. You know what that kind of felt like that picture? What? Come on, let's see what good analogy I'm going to come up with. Honestly. Do you have anything? The whole NFL and the Browns for so long. The <laughs> whole NFL and the Browns. The Browns were fighting against the whole NFL. Yeah, but I think calling us Puig is giving us yeah. too much credit. Yeah, because Puig's a beast. And the Browns are now really good. I'm almost going to bring up and go on a rant about Colin Coward, but I won't. No, not right now. Okay. Next pod. Okay. Next pod. Save it. We're going to bring it all together. We'll compile everything. And then we'll, we'll let it rip. One more thing on baseball. One shout out to Roman Laureano. Who um of course just throws can um throws cannons from the outfield, three straight games he pegged guys on the Red Sox, not like hit them in the body but like got them out with like crazy throws. Um, check it out if you haven't seen it. And also shout out to Darren Wilman who runs a site called BaseballSavant.com. This week he added something where you can now look at every single pitch that has been thrown, like this season and last season. From different camera angles and different broadcasts, and you can isolate pitches based on the pitcher. You can search different things, like you can see like all home runs hit. You can see all strikeout pitches and stuff like that. It's really cool, and I recommend you check it out. That's that's all I got. Um, quick Indian minute. Um, Mike Clevenger. Yeah. Out six to eight weeks. Seriously? Yeah, devastating. Oh, that's not good. Um, and he has been excellent so far. Yeah. Um, so that was really rough to see, but the beauty of the Indians is their pitching depth, right? So obviously Adam Plutko is going to come up from AAA. That's the nice thing. Plutko had a bunch of starts for us last mm-hmm. year. So we still are going to have a great five, and Kluber was back today, which is great to see. And the fact that the Indians have still been able to win these games um, without Lindor, without Kipnis, mm-hmm. specifically without Lindor, though, right. uh, it's... It's it's a great sight. Right. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that wraps up our baseball coverage for right now. You know, we're going to keep checking in on the season, see how things goes along. Also, something to look out for, NBA and NHL playoffs are starting this week. You know, Dwayne Wade is finishing up his career, which is very sad. My first favorite Dirk. NBA player, Dirk. He's not my favorite player. I always liked Dirk. Um, there he's finishing up his career, you know. And, you know, we're definitely going to be back soon. Talking NBA playoffs, MLB season, some NHL playoffs, though we are not as knowledgeable. Again, if you know, like if you want to talk about like 2006 to 2009 hockey, we're your guys. But like beyond Paul Korea, we don't have much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Daniel. Yeah. I think we should wrap it up. I think you got to turn on, you got to turn on the the cooling in here. Because it's getting a little warm. Daniel, it's sixty-seven degrees. That's an that's expense. called cooling. It's air conditioned. What am I, what am I saying? Cooling? It's getting hot. Yeah. Do you know why? Why? Because it's getting hot outside. As we discussed with Devin Kajus, it's warm outside. <laughs> oh, so, so funny. Alan, do you have a, a hot take for us? Because that's actually the reason for the heat. Yeah, and, and this is obviously something that we've talked a lot about behind the scenes, and and the Chris Davis situation of the Baltimore Orioles or of the Oakland A's. Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Thank you for the clap. Hot take. He's going to turn it around. You mean he's going to get a hit? He's 0 for 40. He's lost 47, which is bizarre. I say he finishes over 200. That's a hot take. That's a really hot for take. For a guy that hit 163. Right now he's at zero, but like a deep hole zero. 
Yeah. Like, first hits. Like, I, I was looking at Roberto Perez's stats today, Indians catcher, and he's hit. he was hitting going into the day .059, maybe. Yeah, but that's a hit. That's a hit. I'm like, that's so hit, much better he has than Chris hit. Davis. Right. I know. That's what I'm saying. Chris Davis needs, like, 10 hits just to break. And it's yeah. rough to see the fans boo him because I'm sure he just wants to succeed. Right. I think I'll turn it around. Right. That's my hot take. Here's my hot take. What's your hot take? A top team, a top four seed in the East is going to lose in the first round. I agree. I agree. Now, who 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 will it be? Not That's the, the Bucks. Not the Bucks. Not the Sixers. Maybe it's the Celtics. Do we have are the matchups finalized? Yet? No, no, it's going to be crazy, dude. So um, let's see what it could be. Okay. See There's a, all okay. these scenarios. So right now, the Celtics are going to be playing... I think this is locked in. The Celtics are going to be playing the Pacers. Is there a chance the Heat still make it? They're one game out, but with tie breaks and stuff. The Heat, I think... Well, they can. They have two more games, I think. They have two more games. Yeah, they can make yeah. it. They can be the eight. I'd like to see you know, D-Wade going up against Giannis. I'm yeah. so, so focused on Warriors... Um, Thunder first round be- becoming a thing. I am so focused. It's on definitely that. possible. The West playoff race, like it's, it's the seedings are not set, but six the, through the, eight, six crazy. through eight is crazy. So we could have Warriors Thunder, we could have Warriors Spurs, we could have Warriors Clippers. I'm That's down. a rough draw for the Warriors. Any of those? I mean, especially the Thunder. I, honestly, like people will say, like, oh, the Clippers, whatever, Gracie. Clippers. Are I good. do not want to face the Spurs. I don't want to face the Spurs either. With people, even Personally, last I, year, I, I would get destroyed. I talked about this. <laughs> I've talked about this many times in the past. That, but the Spurs, even though I don't know, did they get swept last year? They played them so well. And when you've got Aldridge and DeRozan, Bryn Forbes and Derek White, and and Bertans, Davis Bertans, um, Jakob Pertle. It's Pertle actually. There's no R, but it's Pertle. Jakob Pertle, Lonnie Walker. Let's keep, Let's keep going. Rudy Gay. Nice. Dante Cunningham. Is he still there? I don't think he's still there. Brent, I already said Brent Forbes. Brent Forbes again. Patty Mills. Patty Mills. Patty Mills again. Deontay Murray who's not playing right now. But Oh, that's crazy if they have him. Yeah. Tim. Oh, I have another hot take. You didn't like that? Alex, who did you say? Tim Duncan? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Tony Parker. Want to hear another hot take? Let me dig deep. Alex Caruso is the Lakers point guard of the future. Book it. Okay, that's a hot take. Yeah, to close out the pod with that. Um, wait. Well, let's close out the pod with. I I, th- I think what's gonna I think what's gonna happen is, I think the Nets will beat the Sixers. That's what I think. That's my hot take. Let's go. Okay. I like I think that. That's how we gotta close it. Daniel, out. let's wrap it up, my man. All right. This was awesome. Thank you to everyone that made this pod a reality, especially me and Daniel, Anchor, and Devin Kajus. Of course. Until next time, guys. Yeah. See you guys. See ya. I'm not going to do that.